football cards collecting and investing if you're new or if you're old if you've been listening to us for years now this football card show is for you his name is andy my name is carter we are going to the national let us know down below if you are going to the national we want to meet you we're still looking for uh all our accommodations and all that stuff but we are definitely going to be there but andy today we are talking about a sore subject as xrc one of the uh rare products that's out there has this thing called a redemption so andy let people know what a redemption actually is and why they suck well carter a, a redemption this year is is a a card that you get out of your hobby box you've got to actually scratch off the back of it go to the website put in the code and wait your time and and hopefully get your card in a decent time period three to six months i've heard some horror stories nine months carter um so that's a that's a redemption and some guys even as long as like two years uh last year based on the timing of select the xrc's for the brand new rookie class was printed in that product so you didn't have a redemption you got it right out in your hand as the season was starting this year it's all redemptions based on the timing so you get the XRC, if you get lucky, is hobby only. The hobby boxes are uh, any about eight fifty on blowout. Uh, and if you get an XRC, you've got to you've got to redeem it, or you could redeem it for points. But you know you got to go through that redemption process. And right now they're selling very high. Yeah, and I hate redemption. So to put it even more simply. You're ripping open packs of packs. You're ripping open packs of cards. You pull out just a, a, a cardboard that says, this is your card, okay? So it's not the actual card. You then have to go to the website, scratch it, type in a code, and they will ship it to you TBD, right? You would like to think that it would come quickly, but obviously, as we often preach on the show – the value of these cards go down because it's the hot new thing and it's not as fun to sell a redemption because whoever gets it has to receive it and scratch it themselves. So it just stinks. It really does stink all around. So I got to be real with you, Andy. I hate the fact that uh, redemptions still exist and I, it just sucks, right? Uh, kids don't open boxes of cards to see just a bunch of texts, and you pay all this money for this box, and then you got to wait even longer for these products. Heck, the player might tear his ACL. He might quit. You never know. He might get caught gambling. You never, you honestly never know. Uh, so, Andy, it, it, yeah. it just stings, and I hate it for people that were really excited about this product. Yeah, yeah, you know, you want to have that that new pro like actually on the card, like the sauce here. I can't believe this sauce. Second year, it was it was hobby only last year as well, Carter. The right. XRC, um, and and you can see the sauce Gardner here, defensive rookie of the year from last year, forty six dollars in auction. But here's a Jameer Gibbs this year, redemption, two hundred twenty seven fifty. For so, and it'll tell you. It'll tell you on the front of it if it's um, serial numbered or, or like the tie-dye parallel out of 25. Right. But these are just the the silver. It's going to be the same one as that sauce right there. So, Ugh. 
Oh. And it gets even worse. It gets even worse. There is actually uh, mystery redemptions this year that oh. you don't know who you're going to get. Like they'll, they'll tell you wide receiver one, quarterback one, tight end one. Uh, and that's how you know the player you're going to get, wide receiver four. Um, but this year they actually have a, a mystery autograph prism. I and mean, these people are paying a lot of money. Here's an auction that doesn't end for another four days. It's already at $405 out of 99 this could be what? from anybody in the draft if you look at the T's and C's on this thing. Oh boy, you, you know how many cards you could get for four oh five. Imagine if this card is just a nobody. Uh, God, I it's it's the Family Guy meme all over. It's do you want this or do you want the mystery box? I. It, this this hobby is so heavily hyped on mystery and what could be and people do not value what has already happened and there's so many great cards you can get uh, some from yesteryear for $405 for the mystery redemption uh, we go to Chad Panini announced this morning that all NBA redemptions that are outstanding and are deemed to be in the $15 to $25 range will be replaced by sparkle packs this has to be coming for the NFL. So that's actually a good thing, Andy. Yeah, I don't know the full details of what is in Sparkle Packs, uh, Carter. I've never ordered one. But, in fact, right. um, Ryan Hazlitt from Rhinoverse, who's uh, on, a, on another show that we do earlier in the week, Carter, uh, he actually was like, I'd rather exchange my redemption for a Sparkle Pack than the cards they have up there. Because if you look at all the cards in the, uh, the reward store currently – it's like a bunch of, you know, nobody. Maybe they're in a couple people's PCs, you know, like a, uh, I can't even, I can't even think of some of the players, you know, it's like players from like five, six years ago and stuff. Uh, otherwise, you, you get those new rookie, the Panini instance, but that's a very, very rare product that's going to go very quick. It's going to sell out quick. And I'm concerned that a lot of people aren't going to get to spend the rewards points on those. You probably have to be very quick. So it's like outside of that, it looks like Sparkle Packs is, where, where you got to resort to. So we are getting information from the chat that it is supposed to be the fifth pick in the NFL draft. That's what that means as far as the mystery is concerned. So um, I don't know. If, uh, once again, mm. I, I don't know if that's, that's true or not. Cowboys fan trading cards, but. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> so uh, the fifth pick in the NFL draft, if I am not mistaken, was uh, Witherspoon, the corner out of Illinois uh, that went to Seattle. So if that is the case, I don't think that I would want a mystery autograph from the fifth pick, card number 45 out of 99, of Witherspoon. I could somewhat understand if that auto five would be uh, like Anthony Richardson or, or Bryce Young, but that is very, very, very interesting. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. So a couple other things about select this year, Carter. All right. Um, they, they revamped the tier levels. All okay. right. They're, they got rid of Concourse, and now you've got Premier, Suite, and Field Level. So they got rid of Concourse and Club Level from last year in 2020, 
and have just made it premier suite, which is now in between what used to be the, the, the second and the top tier premier suite field level. And the field levels are horizontal. I know we mentioned that the other week from a, a, a comment from Chad and from what I've seen, they are all horizontal. Hmm. And Andy, I know you're not the biggest fans of, of horizontal autos. <laughs> not the biggest fan, only because, you know, just like looking from my experience, the horizontally formatted cards go for a little bit less than the vertical ones do. And we talked about that could be because of the, you know, the way slabs are. And I know some companies are coming out with a horizontally formatted slab, but it's like, if you, I feel like then you need a whole collection of horizontally formatted slabs. It still looks like a uh, a square in a a whole row of rectangles, you know. So it's right. or a horizontal rectangle. It's you know just out of shape. And some people that bothers them, and some people it doesn't. You know, you you may be one of those people that doesn't bother and go for it. You got a bunch of mix match, but you know that's yeah. the challenge with horizontal. Because I'm such a patch guy, a lot of patch cards are, you know, horizontal, especially dual patches. One thing that's very interesting about, like, the horizontal vertical thing is, like, you know, we watch football vertically, but our society watches more content. Um, well, actually, we watch football horizontally. So if you're watching a TV, it's like a rectangle, kind of like what you're watching now. But... Now, you know, everything is vertical, right? Everything you watch on your phone is formatted for vertical. And that's, you know, cards are basically the same size, especially if it's in a slab. It's kind of like a phone. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I just tend to uh, just stick with, with vertical cards myself. But I have a good amount of just horizontal ones as well. Now. One last thing on redemptions, Andy, before I continue, and, and I do think this is very critical. I've listened to a lot of interviews that Michael Rubin has done at Fanatics, okay? And I know people have differentiating opinions uh, about him, but one thing that he said in multiple interviews is how much redemptions bother him, how much he hates it. And this guy is a go-getter, right? Um and I think he's going to try to eliminate redemptions altogether uh, in the hobby. And that would be huge if you're able to do it. Now, in order to do that, though, Andy, you got to get all these players to, to sign, right? That's the issue. Uh, sometimes, we're, uh, sometimes all the cards or all the autos in a product are redemptions. And sometimes some of the players who don't get their autographs done on time they are uh, redemptions, but others aren't redemptions. So um, it's uh, it's it's very 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 interesting. So um, yeah, uh, Cowboys fan trading cards uh, follows up. Uh, I've redeemed these in the past. Select is normally released before the draft. Car collector two just found an auto four in a select box, and he is expecting uh, Anthony Richardson auto so uh there you go okay well you know that's um that's good that they're you know and that's good that it's not just like a complete random guy that could be any of the day two day three you know type of selections 
Uh, so in, in just in terms of like comparing the value of what people are spending on that card compared to what you could potentially get in return, it's got to make sense, you know, because I, I saw one that sold for a, a tie dye out of 25 that sold for $3,200 on eBay God. yesterday, Carter. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, 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 uh, let's go to Mr. T says select is dead to me. Wow, that's 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 crazy. That sounds like a a, a a sorority girl with a jilted ex. He is so dead to me. <laughs> Mr. T, what happened? What did Select do to you? Andy, I'll throw it to you. Obviously, Select became a more retail kind of product. I know that pissed off a lot of collectors. Your thoughts on Select and how it's changed over the past couple of years? Uh, yeah, it's definitely just, you know, from a data standpoint, it's it's gone down in value. I'd be really interested to find out who or which set Mr. T uh, likes the most, which which set he thinks is his, his favorite from, you know, from a flipping investment standpoint. Um, and obviously there's collection value in there as well. You know, you'd like what you like. You know, if you if if, if classics is your favorite brand then you're going to buy classics. But, you know, for other like from a, a general consensus standpoint, when you look at the highest amount of eBay uh, sold transa transactions, you know, select, it does okay. It, it does okay. It's obviously got its fans. There's a lot of like really entrenched uh, field level silver fans or field level, uh, you know, tier fans, period. And then the XRCs. The XRCs are really what keep that product um, super desirable for the, for the XRCs. Now, before we continue, Mr. T, Chad, a lot of our diehards, they are in the PHL, say the PHL, the uh, Fantasy Card Quest Patreon. It is all linked down below. We want you to join in. You get extra access to all of Andy's charts, graphs, hype index, football card tips and tricks. So whether you're new or if you've been in the hobby a thousand years, come on and join us. Mace Rips, welcome. He says they didn't get rid of concourse very interesting hmm. uh, I, I i haven't seen them uh and i was uh reading that that article from cardlines.com of the uh, the new tier structure but maybe it's a is it a retail versus hobby delineation i don't know it could I, be it could i have to i have to do a uh, better search you know, one thing I'm, I want to get into, Andy, is, is retail after redemptions. Okay, we're going over all the R's in the hobby. So one thing that is very interesting, and I still see stacks of boxes of sealed product at Walmart. It used to not be like that, but the prices of all these blasters Mix in a few rookie classes that aren't as good as the 2020 rookie class, obviously. Andy, products are, are, are sitting on the shelves. There's been contenders, blasters uh, that, that have been sitting on my Walmart shelves for, for two, two and a half weeks now. Bowman U products. And what I'm doing is I'm waiting for them to go on clearance. I'm like, at some point, the, the, these these boxes are going to go on clearance. Nobody is... Is, is wanting to to grab them obviously there was a mad rush to load up on optic boxes uh, i know each and every one of you had your own bots looking for it some of you got lucky some of you didn't 
But Andy, with retail, I, I don't know about you, but I'm still seeing product on shelves. Uh, yeah. So first of all, there is a, a concourse this year. Just to go back real quick, there is a concourse this year. Apparently, I was wrong or I was reading from a an incorrect article on the breakdown of the on select because there's clearly uh 2022 uh concourse select so i guess it's the four tiers then jesus but um a retail product on shelves it is nice to have carter i really like having uh being able to buy a box of cards whenever i go to the store uh, that's always cool you know especially for the kids that are really into this that are younger and that's you know what they enjoy spending their allowance money on or something so I like that being available. Um, I just wish they could, uh, you know, and I guess, yeah, you can, you have to keep some sets, maybe you have to keep some sets with a higher print run to, to, you know, be able to put out the amount of boxes they have to at retail stores so that you have more supply than there is demand. So those kids always have access to a box, but it's a fine line, right? You, 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 Cause that's where uh, print runs could really get away from you is with the amount of retail stores that we have in our country. And the, the amount of supply that you'd have to put out to stock all of those stores. <laughs> I'm being as disciplined as I can as far as not buying it because I am really saving up to have a budget at the national. So I, I am actually staying off of this. So I want people in the chat right now type Y for yes, type in for no. When you go to Walmart or Target or Meyer or wh wherever you are, um, when you go get your steaks, shaving cream, uh, melatonin, uh, your 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 dog piddle pads, um, sauces. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what all you guys get at the grocery store. Have you been grabbing sealed wax? Type Y for yes. Type N for no from the retail stores. I'm very curious. Is it just me? Because Andy it used to be, I walk into a store, and if I see any football sealed wax. Prestige. I, I, I'd buy Prestige for seven dollars <laughs> or whatever the case may be. Unparalleled legacy. It's like yeah, back in 2020, you were if it had a football card, football logo on it, you were buying it. You know, it's very interesting. Look at all our diehard collectors. No, 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 nobody. No, Smart no, guys. No, no, just absolutely nobody is touching these blasters at like $40. Like when, when you add up all the tax and all of it, just depending on where you are, it gets up to 35 to 40 bucks just for one blaster. So Andy, I do think the course, uh, every, everything is course corrected here. Uh, they, they have priced everything to where the, the shelves aren't cleaned out and you can't really flip the wax on eBay for anything. Um. Yeah, pe people are, people are staying away. People are staying away. Yeah, the best the best place to buy seal wax now is a blowoutcards.com. Is a Steel City Collectibles because they're giving customer uh, uh, rewards points and customer loyalty programs where you can get some pretty good deals. And they'll routinely want to clear, uh, you know, a portion of their inventory, and they'll have a big sale. And you know that it hasn't been tampered with. You know, you have your best chances of it not being tampered with. I, you know, it's not like. You know, you're not the backyard breaks ordering a box from uh, whatever distributor they get theirs from, you know. 
So, uh, but in, in all, all things considered, I mean, that's the best place to do it. If you want to have some fun and maybe you find some sales and stuff on there, or if you're getting a gift for a kid or you just like that experience of ripping it, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I do look every day to see if, if the clearance tag gets put on it, because if I can get two blasters for the price of one, I'm going to grab it. Uh, that, that, that's, you know, it's kind of like ADP. If you sink to a certain number, I'm going to draft you. Right. Um, but yeah, you see a lot of disciplined people on here. Uh, we say hi to justice, Bob, Julio, uh, CH. Look at this. I like CH is my kind of, uh, my kind of collector here. No, I've been loading up on legend autos for cheaps. Ladanian Tomlinson, Ricky Williams, Marshall Falk for the price of a blaster. I like that CH. Mm. Uh, that, that's good, Andy. Have you been buying any legends, or have you been sticking uh, to mostly current guys? Uh, current guys, it's uh, speculation season, prospecting season. Oh. You see, I, I do a lot of uh, uh, best ball fantasy drafts, so I want to, you know, parlay what, who I'm finding that value in in fantasy with, you know, with uh, their their rookie cards primarily. So. No legends, but I love like I love the long term appeal of legends. Legends are the guys you buy to hand down to your kids one day. You know um, right. what we're doing with these modern day guys. Uh, like the guy saw me snipe a Mac Jones rookie auto, believe it or not, Carter, in the uh, Thursday night live stream, a turn of the century out of, I think, 75 or 99 red for $105. I think that's very undervalued for Mac Jones heading into this year with uh, Bill O'Brien. We don't call him Mac. We call him by his real God-given name, McCorkle. Yes, McCorkle. McCorkle. Uh, I I like that. I think think Mac's going to sling it some this year, man. That that is a great price uh, for that. Now, what I would say about, you know, the the legend thing, that's what I've shifted towards as well. Prospecting got a little old for me, but uh, I, I, I am keeping an eye open. One thing that we do want to bring up, though, Andy, um, and, and you correct me if I'm wrong because you look at the data every single day, but I look at, like, these Chris Alaves and Garrett Wilson prices, these guys that had really good rookie seasons, going into year two, I do think they're a little on the high side. What say you? Yeah. Go, the, these guys going into year two. Um, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Some players on the high side. Uh, I look at Chris Olave as a prime example as, as a player that's not as bona fide as some of his peers. Like if you were to compare, the rookie ticket auto price between uh, Chris Olave and AJ Brown, you're going to find, generally speaking, on an equivalent uh, scarcity of items. It's going to be about the same, or maybe even a little bit more for Chris Olave. But that is that is wrong. Like that's, right. I mean, that's a, a a recency bias from from hobbyists or, or people that are buying his cards. That and and it's it's all about the the rookie hype. You know, it's all about the rookie hype, new quarterback, uh, that type of scenario. But there, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of unknowns, man. There's more ambiguity. Uh, there's less confidence in these second year players. Like I look at people, how much they're spending on Brees Hall. 
coming off an ACL tear, heading in second year, even or even Garrett Wilson. I mean, Garrett Wilson, we just talked about Chris Olave, but even look at Garrett Wilson. And now you're you're talking about adding on average. You could you could be adding another hundred dollars to a rookie ticket auto for Garrett Wilson over Chris Olave. And Chris Olave's already at like 75 100 You know, so it's like there's a there's a there's a lot baked into these the the FOMO effect of these second year guys. So I want everyone in the chat right now, and if you're watching this live or listening to this on on podcast, is there a rookie that you're buying with all the re- recent product, Prism, whether it be Contenders? I think that's probably the two most popular that people are buying right now. Um, is there a player that you are buying for current 2022 prices that you feel you are for certain going to get your ROI? Is it Desmond Ritter? Is it Brees Hall? Who, who may that player actually be? Let me know in the chat right now. Um, Andy, a lot of people are buying Chris Olave. The prices are really high, and I am a definite big-time New Orleans Saints fan. And I tried to get an Olave. It's just too high. It just... And, and now, like, like you mentioned to me before, there's uh, some rumors of some, some lingering uh, possible injury issues there. So uh, I, I'm, I'm staying away uh, from him. Let me ask you, are there any 2022 rookies that you are looking to buy right now? Uh, absolutely. So I told you about the Mac Jones. Well, I like to reverse engineer it and see if I've like, I got an absolute buying floor of a lave of say like 40 to $50 for okay. a rookie auto and this is not just rookie ticket auto let's say like rookie prestige auto or something that's got uh, a rookie autograph that's pro uniform uh so if i'm looking at a lave like 40 i can get that same card for a guy like taekwon thornton and now i can stack the bet i met i made oh. on mac jones to exceed expectations with a guy who runs a 4-4 decent draft capital i know it's the patriots and there's all the stigma around their wide receivers but this guy flashed in like one or two games last year, very little opportunity, but he's got the speed, athletic ability to put up a big spike game. Maybe it's early, maybe it's later in the season. And he's also super young. Let me let me let me go ahead and buy that second year guy. Nobody really still knows him, so I can get that rookie ticket auto though, Carter, for ten bucks. I actually sniped one the other day. It was a, a, a short print variation for I think even less than that. So. You know, when you when now all of a sudden it's like even if he just gets up to a lave level height at some point one week, the card will go up, you know, not all the way to that 40 50, but it'll go to the 30. And now all of a sudden I got a three X flip and the, the you can use this to target like gold stuff for at the same disparage or disparity as as that of the, the base rookie ticket auto. So typically like an Alave gold is going to be a two to three hundred dollar card, maybe a little bit more depending on the set. That for Taekwon, you get that for under a hundred bucks. So you still have that same three to four X uh, price disparity there that you can use to capitalize on. Yeah, Steve says George Pickens is also way too high. Yeah, especially with Kenny Pickett uh, at quarterback. Um, Thundering Sports Card says Kenny Pickett. He is believing Kenny. Man, I just think those. Not, I mean, it's it's high, the- Andy. Their schedule is so hard, and they're already in the AFC North. I love Kenny Pickett. I think he's a guy that you look at, he's, he's undervalued in fantasy Carter because of his uh, his mobility, and he's got great weapons. 
but uh, man, this team just feels like a, it feels like an AFC North Buffalo bills kind of feel to it. Like I think they're going to put up some solid performances in production, but they're going to lose a lot of games, which is going to ultimately be bad for Kenny Pickett's numbers. Uh, they have a very tough schedule this year. Yeah. And yeah, I, but, but thundering sports cards, if you're a Kenny Pickett fan, we're not trying to rain on your parade. It's just, it's just high. It, it's, it's, I, I'm just not a believer in any of the rookie quarterbacks. I'm not. Um, CH brings up somebody that I wanted to chat about uh, a little bit. Kenneth Walker. Um, Andy, you guys, you, you know, I'm pro Seahawks. I'm very pro Seahawks going into next year. I understand that Zach Charbonnet uh, was drafted in the second round and he's got a great story. He's easy to root for, but at UCLA, Zach Charbonnet had one of the best play callers. He had a, you know, a dual threat quarterback, um, amazing blocking. So here's a stat for you, Andy. Last year at UCLA, their running backs had the best rush yards before contact than anybody. So that means he was running through wide open holes, right? Uh, Kenneth Walker was very boomer bust. And I like that when it comes to cards and potential investments and, and flips and all of that. I understand running back is risky, but as Chad and you point out uh, quite a bit, you know, I, I think Kenneth Walker is going to be magnificent this year. I really do. Uh, I love everybody on the Seahawks. I just love this team. Don't love the head coach, but I love this roster. So um, I, I'm, 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 I'm a big believer in Kenneth Walker if you can get him at a good price. Well, he's not at the bottom of the draft class, you know, in terms of like price, but he is undervalued in, in my opinion as well, Carter. I mean, you could get like a optic rookie ticket auto for like 35 or here's a, a rookie of the year numbered out of 25 rookie auto for 82. So I could see that easily being a $125, $150 card for uh, uh, Brees Hall or more. And I know that he doesn't necessarily have that same um, receiving like profile. He's a little bit different athlete, but I mean, Kenneth Walker is basically Nick Chubb 2.0 or Nick Chubb light. I mean, the guy is an incredible uphill runner. One of the best that, like he had one of the best uh, seasons in college football ever, right? In terms of like forced missed tackles and elusiveness. And I mean, the guy's incredible on the ground. I, I think Pete Carroll just does Pete Carroll things. They wanted depth at, at the running back position. They had no more Travis Homer, no more Rashad Penny. Uh, who else? DJ Dallas. I don't even know if he's still on the squad, but like you literally have, you have like no depth chart behind Kenneth Walker. And they saw what happened to him in a couple games at the end of the season. He got a little banged up. They don't really have anybody. So, and and now they've got even less guys. So I think that was a way of Pete Carroll just plugging a hole and saying, "This is our this is our depth at running back," which is a great depth piece at running back. This guy seems like a real professional. Like studies the game. You know, he's he's a solid running back, but he's not a dog that's going to grind out uh, those those breakaway runs where he's shedding two to three NFL linebacker arm tackles, you know, that's Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker is going to make some guys look silly. He's going to have some big, uh, some big games. And I like what Seattle's doing with their defense. You know, Tariq Woolen was an incredible draft pick from last year. So let's see if their scouts are on point with the uh, defensive backs with uh, Devon Witherspoon. So, and then you add JSN, another weapon for Geno Smith, who's already, 
played fantastic last year. He should have even more confidence this year with an improved weapons and stuff, you know? So, uh, and he's still on a one-year deal. So it's like the Seahawks offense in, in general to me uh, seems undervalued. Um, and Kenneth Walker, definitely a big part of that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I know I've been pumping Seattle quite a bit. Uh, I kind of want to go run and, and pick him as my over um, the win total. I kind of want to take him as NFC West champions. I don't think that's out of the equation. Um, but, yeah, now we get into uh, hobby tip of the week here. Andy, I'll let you go first. Yeah, so I, I, I'd always like to give a, especially right now, right, you should be listing your cards. You should be taking advantage of, of the way the market has an increased sold volume right now, virtually all players across the board week over week graded card sold volume is up. Some players more dramatically than others like Jordan love up 40%, you know, or Justin Herbert now up 54%. So that tells you that people are quickly prospecting. They're speculating on what's going to happen in 2023 right now. And there's an elevated amount of football cards being sold, which means that prices go up. So you definitely want to take advantage of, of uh, this time if you've got some nice profit on guys that are now seeing a lot of hype in the OTAs and uh, mini camp and as we get into training camp, Carter. Um, and I, I'm actually going to – I mean, we said it earlier, but just to put like the final stamp on it, sell Chris Olave uh, right yeah. now, especially if you bought them back last November like you've held them from last season. I would sell him in this speculating process for this uh, second season. Yeah, Chris is, is so much hype right now. Uh, and I and, and look, Derek Carr might just be um, washed at this point. So uh, we'll see. My, my hobby tip of the week, uh, and I, I dealt with this uh, recently, when you sell or buy a card, especially if it is a higher price card, obviously – you have like what five days to 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 pay for it or or send it or whatever. Whether you're on either end, if you take longer than twenty four hours to pay or ship a card, let the other person know on eBay. Okay, like for instance, uh, and and I ran an auction, and it it was a, a card in you know triple figures, so not like some some crazy 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 amount and you know the, the 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 buyer didn't pay for it um for a while so i reached out and said hey what's going on he said well i i'm i'm gonna pay you for i think he said wednesday or thursday night so no big deal but if you're looking at other auctions that that person might be running i just always think it's courteous to just send a message like uh as soon as you can to let that person know, hey, um, I, I am still paying for this card, or I'm, or if someone buys a card, and especially if it's a buy it now, and you just went out of town for the weekend, send a message to that person saying, hey, I, I won't be back till Monday. I know it's Saturday, but I, I'll ship it out uh, to you as soon as possible. I just think that communication they've made eBay messaging a lot easier on on phones anyway. I just think that makes things a lot easier on both ends. Or Andy, am I am, am, am I being a, a a Karen here? 
<laughs> no, you as a, as a like if you look at yourself as, when you're selling cards on eBay, you could look at yourself as a business owner, right? So when you're selling a good or service to somebody else, you can never over communicate. This is the way I look at it. You know, when someone's expecting a good or service from you until you deliver that to their doorstep or wherever it may be, you can never really over communicate. So it looks as if we're getting some pushback. Uh, Chad says Alave is a um, is a sell. Didn't see that one coming in today. I well, I I just think he's high. I, I I do. The the thing is, like we love him in Dynasty, and I think long term, right? Even after Derek Carr is gone, Alave is still going to be playing potentially at a high level. Uh, but this year specifically. We, it's just you don't know how many games you're going to get out of Michael Thomas or what quality of play you'll get out of Derek Carr if he actually is on the decline coming from uh, coming from Las Vegas, you know. So it's like, in, and then you add on the fact that just a few days ago, uh, Chris Olave's got uh, reportedly from a doctor apparently diagnosed him with tendonitis, some form of tendonitis in his Achilles that he's been recommended to rest two to three weeks. That concerns me even more. So it's like right now, while people are speculating and prospecting uh, at a high level, you could you could easily get some big offers on some rare Chris Olave stuff. Take that profit, especially if you ripped it out of a pack uh, or something like that. You've got a ton of profit in it. And then uh, flip that into something that's on the low side. Let's go to Derek here, pushing back on me. Hey, I like it. Uh, in my opinion, expecting a card to be shipped in 24 hours is a bit much. Be reasonable. I'm not Amazon three to four days uh, is is reasonable. No, I I get that, and 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 trust me, I didn't freak out. It wasn't any, it wasn't like the end of the world or anything like that. But it's happened other times where you know you wait three or four days. Um, you know, I I just always send a message saying, hey. Uh, uh, I'm looking at some of your other options. Uh, I'll I'll pay for it by Tuesday or whatever. Uh, I just think more communication is always better than less. But once again, I, I didn't. I, that's why I brought it up. What is the actual reasonable amount of time to wait for someone uh, to to pay for a card? And I have been seeing a lot on Twitter people just canceling uh, their their purchases. So um, so there you go. Um, Let's let's go to uh, Cole Vu. I, I've seen him a few times in here. Look at that. He got a PSA 10 Alave back. I was planning on selling two. What what kind of Cole go. Vu? There you go, Andy. He's, he's taking your he's taking your word for it. Yeah. And and to uh parlay that with uh Chad, I think George Pickens is a sell too. And we just talked about the Steelers and their schedule this year. I like Pickens, but is he really a possession-style receiver? You know, he's a clasher on the outside that goes up and does one-handed crazy catches that nobody else can do. But And that generates some good highlights, and he is yeah. on the Steelers, so that's nice. But the from the production side I and, and their schedule, so like if George Pickens is in the playoffs with the Steelers and he's able to make that kind of catch, and then all of a sudden that's like a, a, a super historic moment and the Steelers win a playoff game, then I could see Pickens' values like going up from where they're at now because they're pretty high already. Uh, otherwise, the production side of that house is going to guys like Deontay Johnson, you know, uh, or what about Pat Fryermuth or Najee Harris? So it's like I just don't think they're going to be able to have a, a good enough win-loss 
record for those those guys to be a benefactor of just like the team performance as a whole this year this year specifically carter yeah uh one guy i do like on the steelers a lot andy is jalen warren i i really do like that spot for him Najee has had a lot of carries and i think jalen warren is one of the more talented uh backups i'm drafting him a lot in underdog fantasy and we want you to draft with underdog fantasy link is down below promo code quest all right let's uh take uh, a few more here before we get into uh play of the week gg wants to know your thoughts andy on drake london going into next year yeah this this one is another super risky but he is at a better value you can get him at a much better value right now than you can in olave so this is guy is like He's right there on the edge of my, if I find a good auction of a decent London card, I will snipe it right now because I know I can probably get that for like 15 to 20 bucks. Some pretty, some pretty rare, decent Drake London stuff. Uh, that's rookie auto and then turn it around and, and, uh, and flip it heading into the season. Because I will say now we're talking about strength of schedule. The Falcons have one of the easiest schedule this year in the NFL. Uh, and they've got all the weapons. So it's like, we don't know we're going to get out Desmond Ritter. It's just so, I don't think anybody could, I, but if you had to give me, ask me like a probability or a confidence level and what I think that offense is going to do as a whole, it's, it's probably going to underwhelm. It's probably going to underwhelm. So that's why I think Drake Lennon's like flip heading into the season, buy back in, in November whenever everybody dips if the team's not doing good unless you're just like a top five top 10 player and then uh and then buy back in november and flip during the next the next draft and preseason hype cycle i like drake london i i really do whether um whether it's uh for this year or potentially even the next year i don't think he is going anywhere i think him and kyle pitts are going to be the cornerstone whether it's with um, with the current quarterback situation with Kenny Pickett or if they just bottom out next year. Something to keep in mind, you know, with some of these players that could be on bad teams, if you like them as a prospect and you think their future is still going to be with that team, well, if you have a player on a bad team and they are losing a potential buying opportunity Andy will be predicting the 2024 draft cycle with Caleb Williams um Andy this was luck this wasn't any big foresight by me I was just a big DJ Chark fan when I got into collecting so I had a bunch of DJ Chark very rare stuff when the Jaguars are slated for the number one pick with Trevor Lawrence. There was so much hype surrounding Trevor freaking Lawrence. So whichever teams begin to start losing, especially if they are like 0-7 at, uh, after the first seven weeks, they, and they're clearly tanking, if you will, target potentially a big-time pass catcher on that team because their hype will go up with the Caleb Williams hype, which will be um, the the – the, the the craziest hype cycle we're going to see uh since trevor lawrence 100 mm, percent, man i love that play too because november is such a good time to buy cards it is i mean 
if you're if you're not an elite standout player in your position, your team's not like on a playoff trajectory. I mean, you're just gonna find the craziest prices that you'll ever find on people that still have to force sales through auctions, whether it's a big consignment that just I mean, I'm I'm blown away by DC Sports Cards 87 or DC Sports 87 every week by the amount of auctions they pull out, man. Uh, but it's it's wild and it, it just continues all year long. So it's like an easy way if people want to get out of an entire collection, just give it to these guys. They'll list each one individually. But it's like here we're starting the auction. We're ending it next Monday kind of thing. You know, they put in a big batch every Monday, it seems like, and it trickles out to the rest of the week. So, I mean, these these going on year long. I love the prices you can find on some guys like this in November. So Gigi follows up. So sit on him until the market peaks for him. How often do players have multiple peaks? Uh, it, it just depends on how big of like a spike week a player could have. Like uh, Drake London and his range of outcomes any week, he could have that, um, you know, six catch uh, for 150 and two tutty kind of week. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could do that or you can sell now. If you just don't like Drake London at all, and you don't believe in the Falcons at all, 99 cent that thing right before the season and, and take what you can get, right? Or or list it as a buy it now and see what see what happens. But, yeah, I, I, Andy, I, I do like Drake London enough for me to think that in his future, a Pro Bowl or two is within the realm of possibility. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. So, yeah, I love betting more so in November that he gets Caleb Williams <laughs> 20 next year, 2024. And those Brock Bauer prices, man, they're insane, dude. Those Brock Bauer prices are insane. Well, I I'll say this about Brock Bowers. He could win the Heisman next year. I mean, they, they don't have like just this unbelievable quarterback uh, and a lot of targets are going to go his way uh, next year. So, uh, and he plays running back too. Like they'll, they'll give him carries. Mm. Uh, the dude is unbelievable. But, uh, but yeah, I, 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 Brock is going to be expensive. He's already won two national championships in a, in, and the, uh, uh, the tight end award that they give out every year. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, here's another letter Derek brings up, and this was kind of sort of going to be my play of the week is uh, Traylon Burks, Andy. We are um, out of any of the rookie wide receivers that we love on this channel, as far as like price and not yet reach their peak. Uh, we are, we are big trailing Burks believers. Yeah, man. I mean, he's the first round draft capital. You, you know, first and firsthand how dominant he was at Arkansas and the guy just hasn't had a proper shake. I mean, let's just start off with, you know, the breathing issues in training camp to the run heavy run first offense with Derrick Henry, you know, Mike Vrabel. So it's like, and now they they have no Robert Woods. They have no A.J. Brown. It's Traylon Burks. This is his year to step up. I mean, if you're going to make a bet on anybody that's got athletic ability up here and just hasn't gotten a fair shake yet, it's Traylon Burks. You know, and, and, and given the right opportunity, he should execute because we saw him do it in, in, in small periods last night. He just, uh, he just unfortunately got a concussion in that, that Philly game. And, uh, like, he twisted his ankle or got turf toe or something. So it's like – I think it was, it was just a, a rough start for him, and he's got nowhere to go but up. Marvin Harrison Jr., another one of the um, elite prospects going into next year. I got a take on this, Carter. 
I don't your- think DeAndre Hopkins is going to Tennessee. I, uh, DeAndre Hopkins is going to the Patriots. And this is another reason why I'm buying Mac Jones cards. But DeAndre Hopkins is going back to be with Bill O'Brien. I don't think there was uh, ever a beef between DeAndre Hopkins and Bill O'Brien. Um, I think that uh, I think that this is actually going to be a, a reunion for them, and he gets to go to a team that's an actual content, like potential contender, you know. So I think that would cause another spike in in uh, Mac Jones cards as well, just from that alone. All right, uh, we'll get to a few more questions here. Now it is time for play of the week. I mine's is going to be Traylon Burks. I'm still you know, trying to to get a few autos before the season, some of which to give out on my SEC channel, which has a lot of Razorback fans on there, but also some, I, I just like trailing a lot. Uh, he hunts hogs with his bare hands. I just think that's really cool. Huh? 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 Uh, but I'm actually going to give you a different type of play of the week. This might not go over well because we are so focused, not only on football cards, but modern football cards. We don't, talk a whole lot of like the vintage Joe Namath kind of stuff. But one thing that I would tell you, Andy, is tickets are very interesting when it comes to, you know, football, right? Especially football. Uh, I'm talking about like physical tickets. And I I know you're not the biggest fan of them, Andy, because they they look different. You want to talk about weird slab look at this thing huh this is from uh tyron matthews debut i have two tickets uh that are slammed i have a justin jefferson lsu debut one i don't know how you feel andy give me your immediate opinion on slabbed tickets that's a pretty much one of the biggest slabs i've ever seen uh it looks like that's the you know the slab they use for the famous joe namath uh cigar card Right, the tall or the tall boy. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, it's cool, though, because it commemorates a specific event that brings up a ton of memories. And especially if you went to that game and you you've got that. I think that's I think it's more of a PC thing than an investment. But I guess for certain games, it could be an investment or even certain events. I mean, shoot, like Taylor Swift tickets. I don't know, man. These things are crazy (laughs) expensive. (laughs) You know, this could become a new market sector here. Yeah, I mean, I know some people that watch this are like, like Derek says he's it might be in a full comic books. I know video game slabbing is 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 a very real thing. But I am interested. Um, if you guys listen on podcasts or anything like that, let me know if you do collect tickets. What I would say is there are a lot of people that are football adjacent that don't do football cards, but they do collect tickets. Um Ironically, Brandon Stokely, I think you remember him. He's a, he was a former wide receiver. Uh, I was at an event with him not too long ago, and he is a huge ticket collector. Uh, Darren Rovell uh, is a business reporter. He's also sports card adjacent, um, is is a ticket collector. So uh, let, let me know what you guys think. I, I, I find them to be interesting. They're unique. Uh, they look a little bit different. It won't ever become my main PC probably, but – uh, it, it's it's just something uh, that may interest you. Now, Andy, your play of the week. All right, I gotta I gotta uh, give credit to the man who built this graphic right here. I'm gonna zoom in on. It. I just want to show you the full depth of it. This is the 
chart put together by Chad Dyer in our Discord. He's putting this out in our, our Discord. He does an incredible job of researching the football card values of all these different players. And this is his NFC WR1A, 1A Pro Uniform Rookie Auto Current Floor. Uh, um, just by looking at this Carter, uh, I think a, a couple players jump out to me. But I'm constantly like, I'm like, okay, I know Justin Fields was a terrible deep ball passer, but he's got nowhere to go but up in that department. He's only in his, you know what I'm saying? He's only in his third year. And DJ Moore is very cheap for the situation that he's in with one of the most hyped, you know, quarterbacks heading into their third year. So I think that's a great play. And I know I've talked about that play before. So I think you could look at guys that are on a team that could exceed like Terry McLaurin at 25. It's almost like because these guys are a few years older, they're not getting quite the same hype. But look at Debo. I mean, that's a sell for me at 65. Debo is probably a sell. And then you can actually buy his 1B, who I actually think is the 1A, Brandon Ayuk. And that's, you know, it's another one of my favorite wide receiver targets uh, this offseason. All right, Andy, so really quickly, just so we can clarify, zoom in and we'll go from uh, left to, to, to right here so uh, everyone can see. So I am guessing that the y-axis is the dollar amount of the cheapest autographed card of, of the rookies of each and every one of these players, correct? Correct, yeah, of who he's, of who he's considering the alpha wide receiver on the team. Isaiah Hodgins at, at 12. That's what I'm telling you. Paris Campbell, baby. I gave you that play of the week a few weeks ago. And Andy, I know you keep up with uh, the Twitter news. The one wide receiver generating the most buzz is uh, Paris Campbell. Uh, Paris a Campbell. New York, a New York Giants camp. I, I told you you could you could have got some some autos for like two bucks. But um, but yeah, now we're looking at uh, wide receiver, uh, the wide receiver two. Or, or or the wide receiver B here. Yeah, I was looking at the wide receiver B. I wanted to see who he had there for New York, and it just goes to show you it's no it's no slide on Chad here, but Paris Campbell, who they picked up in free agency from Indianapolis, is is a is a breakout guy every single year in training camp. And you you've been saying this, I've been saying this now for a couple of years. He's one of those guys that flashes that sub four four speed. He gets hurt really easily, so he's not great in, in full contact. Put him in a game, but yeah. man, in training camp, he looks like a million dollars. I love it. Uh, let's see. So, I thought it was interesting. You know, Carolina mm -hmm. is one of those teams that's got a very ambiguous like uh, passing game. Uh, you know, the, the weapons are questionable with DJ Chark, Adam Thielen, Terrace Marshall. Nobody knows who's going to have the best connection with Bryce Young, but everybody's hyped up about Bryce Young because the number one overall pick was so accurate and great at processing the field and getting it to his open receiver. So, you know, it's like, man, DJ Chark, a deep guy. Adam Thielen's a good guy all over the field. He just knows how to get, make touchdowns. So, um, and I know you guys see the stealing bar at 185, and I had a question from, I think it was Eclipse card in the chat, but it's like, it's because Adam Thielen's cards are so rare. You know, he had very little draft capital coming out, so he's literally only got like 20 or 30 different rookie cards. Uh, and I think a lot of them are from like national treasures even. So it's, 
it's not he you know the the floor for him is that high for reasons you can't really get into him but i think i like shark or marshall there as a potential breakout candidate i love it um let's let's chat uh dk for a second uh if you don't mind I know we talked some seahawks a little bit earlier obviously you know the target uh, competition has become a little bit more stiff uh with the with, with uh uh, JSN joining uh, the fray there, but uh, are are you a DK believer? Do you think he can have a big year? Yeah, I I do. Um, just just being a product of his environment, I don't. I am hesitant to say he's the best receiver on the team. He's got certain qualities that make him the best: his size and his speed, and his ability to take the top off of defense and come down with contested catches. But if I were to say like his route running ability. Uh, especially like over the middle of the field and being able to do like these more exquisite complex routes. That's Tyler Lock and JSN. That's why this, this trio of receivers on this team are so, so good. Like it's, it's so tantalizing, right? Especially for Geno Smith. So ultimately the bet for me on Seattle comes back to Geno Smith and, and Kenneth Walker, because I think this is, I think Geno Smith is going to be able to connect to his, his choice you know, and if he plays anywhere at the level he did last year, it's going to be wheels up. And then you've got Kenneth Walker, uh, Kenneth Walker. By the way, Geno Smith had like almost 400 yards rushing last year. So, you know, that's going to freeze up a lot of linebackers on top of the incredible weapons. And and you got Kenneth Walker with the ability to break away and score from anywhere on the field. You know, so I it's it's a really it, yeah, it's 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 interesting. I just love the Seahawks. I really do. I, it might just be that I really want, you know, the Geno storyline to, uh, you know, actually happen. I just love redemption stories. And I loved him at West Virginia. I, I really, really, really did. And, you know, you, you, you look at their schedule. Rams in Seattle week one. Rams have one of the worst rosters in the NFL. At Detroit week two, the Lions are supposed to be pretty decent next year, and they played an absolute whale of a ball game uh, last year. And then week three, they get Carolina in Seattle. So Oof. out of pretty much any of the teams that you would consider a semi-contender, you couldn't really have asked for an easier start to the season. So um, I, I, I'm just loving the Rams. I really, 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 really do. Um so there you go. Now we uh, let, let's take let's take a few more, Andy, before uh, we get out of here. I, I'll let you pick the next comment, man. You go right on ahead. Uh, let's see. Yep, Lo- I'm loving the energy. Look at this comment here from my man, Power Hour LSU, multitasking over here. Got to show That's the love, the, man. Man. The, the, the chat, hey, the chat picks it up every week. Uh, you know, as far as like the live streams, we're. we're We've gone for like the 30s. We've got about 40 of you in here. We really do appreciate it on a Tuesday uh, afternoon. Um, but um, but yeah, man, keep uh, you 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 pick the next comment. Go right ahead. Cool. Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm looking at this comment here from Tan, uh, Tom Cannon. He's holding his fields. I I am that in, I'm in that same position with Justin Fields. I'm actively seeking to try and buy more because I see his values at about 60 to 70% of that of Trevor Lawrence. And that's too big of a disparity for me uh, from what I project for Justin Fields to do. 
And I think they're going to win more games than the Packers. And if they just beat the Packers week one, I think I could buy a Fields right now and flip it week one, you know, and even like target the the based honors rated rookies. I know I've talked about this before because that kind of can get your feet wet into the grading game. And right now you can get cards back before the season starts. And it, the based honors has like a 75% chance of coming back a PSA 10. So, you know, v- evaluating the based honors rated rookie is not glamorous, but it's rated rookie. It gets the job done and you can get that grade and have a much better chance of getting back a 10. You've now dabbled in, you know, the buying raw card, getting it graded, see what your chances are there. And then, selling that now you've got close to a hundred dollar card when they beat the Packers week one. <laughs> All right, Andy, I want you to put this, uh, I'm putting this up in the private channel. I want you to put this card up on the screen. And I think if we get up to 50, um, if we get up to, let's see, 50 people in here and each of us donate a thousand dollars, we could buy this Justin Fields card and let's do it. Let's go. The Black Prism Finite one of one auto for 50K. Let's get it. Let's go. Well, I'm happy about the authenticity guarantee. Uh, <laughs> better not come back with some crazy thing. Uh, PSA's got to confiscate this, you know. Um, you, got the, you got the make offer but, button lit up. So I'd be interesting. If you click on this, sometimes it'll tell you. Uh, okay, five offers left. If we just type in like 40. <laughs> okay, see how it pops up right underneath that? The seller will be more likely to respond if your offer is around 37,500. So that tells you they've declined offers at 37,500 uh, or or potentially maybe a little bit lower than that. So the, their, their algorithm is trying to tell you got to at least offer that much, which that sounds about right. I mean, in terms of what you'd be willing to accept. I mean, obviously, it's a very lofty price. This is a, a even this is a little bit better. This is what's crazy, though, because I know guys in the chat have talked about the sports card investor uh, guy, Joff, uh, holding up a Desmond Ritter that he spent 23K on. But if I remember correctly, that Desmond Ritter was numbered out of three. It was like a, a th- out of three card or out of oh, 10 no, I thought it was I thought it was a one of one. I oh, it was it one of one as well? I think so. I thought it was a prism one of one auto. I thought so. But either way, keep going. Well, either way, I, I, I think he'd probably be better off with this card. He's a little bit younger. He's got insanely better draft capital. <laughs> He's on a much bigger market. And, uh, you know, it's just it's just massive uh, potential, even though this is a this is crazy price. But uh, I know there's a whole there, there's a whole sector of the hobby that are that that you know spending 20 grand on a card is just like going golfing on the weekend you know yeah i i here's here's what i'll say about justin fields okay at the national like i've noticed this the last couple years at the national there kind of becomes just this one quarterback last year um, it was Trey Lance and Zach Wilson. That was two guys that I saw everybody buying and selling at the uh, the National from afar. I could just be totally wrong about that. Obviously, both those guys stunk. Justin Fields is not going to stink. And keep in mind, Justin Fields is the quarterback of the Chicago Bears. They have been hungry 
for a quarterback of any type of quality for quite some time. So um, Bears fans are really going to want a, a, a piece of Justin Fields, right? Chicago is one of the biggest sports car markets that we have. Um, I, I just think Justin Fields is going to be so hot at the national that if you have some in hand, guess what, Andy, you get cash deals, baby. Nothing sure. beats that. Uh, nothing beats, you know, uh, getting that cash in hand. So it's very, very, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what you can get a base Donruss rated rookie, Justin Fields for at the national, but, uh, I, I'm I'm curious to to see what some of these more high end cards go for there as well. I'm just curious. Yeah, I'm really curious to see what the Justin Fields market is like in person in Chicago. You know, as a whole, to get a get a feel for that. And not only him, but like there's some uh, defensive players for the Bears right now, like Jaquan Brisker and and stuff that that go for quite a bit. Like they're they're really rare stuff and. I mean, even looking at Cole Komet, really rare stuff. It's surprising the amount of bids you'll get on some of that stuff. Mm, mm, mm. I love it. Uh, let's see, Andy. I, I'll let you get. I'll, I'll let you. I always pick out the questions. I, I'll let you keep uh, picking them. Yeah, out. Steve Cummings says it worth grading a one on one. No, uh, especially now. In my opinion, a Panini Prism, obviously. You know, the, you, there's the whole risk of just letting it leave your person and to go to a place uh, when when a car's this rare. And you know, I'd say if the if the if it had a event signed autograph on it, then yes, absolutely. But it's not. It's still in the case from Panini. Never take that Panini sticker off. I'll tell you that. That's 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 a 100% definite no no right there. Yeah, I. I, I guess it just depends. I mean, if I did, I would just get it authentic um, in, you know, PSA slab or whatever the case may be. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I don't think it is worth it. Uh, if you ask me, I, I haven't slabbed any of my one of ones. Um, but, um, but yeah. You got no competition. You know, think about it. You got the one of one. So it's like it doesn't matter what grade it is. <laughs> I've got, you know, with that one of one, you've got, what do we say? 85, 90% of the rainbow of right. different parallels, you know, so you've got the, all the power in your hands. You don't want to let that go. I think it's too risky to send in anywhere to get graded. Yeah. And the, the retort to that would be, well, this is such a high value card. I want to make sure it's real. And that would be what, you know, someone would say, but for the most part, um, I I wouldn't grade it. I I I just wouldn't. So, uh, there you go. We got a few comments in here about tight ends, Andy. Um, got a comment here from GG. Why is no one talking about the Cowboys tight end who never dropped a pass in college? Dallas is a tight end producing machine. So, uh, are we talking about what uh, Hendershot? Or are we talking about Luke Schoonmaker? Do you know what he's talking about here, Carter? Jake Ferguson, maybe? I, I don't know. Jake Ferguson? I don't know. Um, but, yeah, you know, tight ends outside of Kelsey, obviously, just, you know, uh, I would consider tight ends closer to running backs than they are wide receivers in terms of uh, football cards, Andy. Uh, so, mm -hmm. yeah, I, 
Uh, outside of Kelsey, I really just don't see a whole lot of desirability there, but that's rare outside of quarterbacks anyway. Yeah, it's 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 rare outside of quarterbacks, and uh, you know, look at the look at the amount of fantasy points the tight end puts up. It's hard to get consistent production out of uh, out of a tight end. That's why when you do have the Kelseys, the Andrews, and the Kittles, their prices get expensive. I would stick to the top tier of tight ends. Like I'd cut it off at like Hawkinson or something, you know. And there's a couple prospects. Obviously, you're gonna fit in there because I mean, this year I've got Hawkinson rated higher than Kyle Pitts, and I you know Kyle Pitts is great long term, but uh, this year may not be so good, you know, kind of he's in that same bucket as London. But anyways, you like looking at tight ends, Carter, I just look at the top tier because the prices, like you say, even in, even in some tight ends, unless you get super elite, the prices will stay at a, at a mid-tier running back, you know, and, right. and the hobby. And so they're very collectible. I think tight ends are a great like sector to get some super rare stuff and collect it. It's just it just doesn't get that same knee jerk demand. Or like in crazy hype that uh, that the other positions do. Um, I mean, yeah. you know, there's certain rookies, right? There's there's always cases with rookies. Look at what Brock Bowers doing right now. Look at maybe Dalton Kincaid on Buffalo or Sam Laporta. One of these tight ends. There's like four tight ends drafted in the first two rounds, or maybe five. So, I mean, there's some good t- athletes that came out this year. But it's going to be a matter of Carter. Do they get the uh, passing opportunities? You know, they get the targets. I will say, and I know this is just totally random, but Chargers cards always look the best. I don't know why that is. So if you're a Ladanian Tomlinson collector or an Antonio Gates collector, their cards are so aesthetically pleasing. I follow this guy, Brooklyn Barry Bright. He is a Ladanian Tomlinson super collector. Dude, those gold refractors from that era, it, it just it's it's so bold. It matches with the gold bolt, whether it's the light blue unis or the navy unis. Antonio Gates. If you ever want to go look at how cool his cards is, just go just go see for yourself. And they are dope AF. Ebron Vernon Davis, Noah fan. All That's another guy to give for your legends, uh, your legends collection to hand down right there. It's got to be an Antonio Gates on there. Mm. AG man. Antonio Gates, man. I'm still looking for Steve McNair. That's that's my next QB patch uh that, that I'm looking for, man. Air McNair. One, one, one of my favorites, man. One of my favorites. So uh we really appreciate each and every one of you every Tuesday at 1 30 Central. We see you right here on the football card quest. Now, before we get out of here, Andy, is there anything you want to share with the Quest Cast Nation, baby? Ba-da-ba-boom. Uh, yeah, man, uh, check out everything we got going on. Like I said, those images that you saw earlier, uh, Chad put those together, but he put those together for every position category and, uh, it's in our discord over through patreon.com slash football cards, uh, amongst everything else we're doing over there. So check it out. We'll see you in the next episode. Great Peace. show today, Carter. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.